We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Friday Night Live. My name is Kesh. I've got Sean. And guys, I just want to say thank you for watching. Apparently, we made it at one point, um, producer Ryan, so that they don't call me a liar, put the screenshot up, to the top 50 podcasts in Australia on Spotify. So thank you for those who are showing us love, hearing us, watching us, however you're consuming it. Um, and, you know, we'd love your feedback. We'd love to add more value. Um, well, today's topic is very interesting. Producer Ryan said that, you know, you're almost at 60 episodes. I think this one's number 58. Um, and he said, you know, we talk about real estate. We talk about this. We talk about that. But, you know, times like this where things have gotten, gotten expensive, good news on the horizon. Well, we've had two interest rate pauses, which has been good for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about priming yourself. And what producer Ryan said was what people want to know is how do you get peak performance out of yourself dealing with stressful situations, right? How do you compose yourself and actually trust the process? It's a deep one, Sean. Deep one. How do you want to start it? Where do you want to go from? I think let's, let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down. How we like breaking things down all the time. Peak. Yes. What does peak mean? Mountain peak or, you know. Yes. The optimal side and mm. performance, you know, um, moving forward. So when we're breaking down peak performance, um, what does peak performance actually mean? It means that maybe, you know, in an ideal world, you're the most well-rested, you're super prepared for the opportunity, and you've anticipated what's going to come your way. That's what we would describe as situations where you can view peak performance. Let's look at an athlete where it's time for them to shine on the world stage at the most important mm-hmm. event. It might be the mm-hmm. World Cup final, right? Yeah. yeah. You look at Messi's recent performance, it might be peak performance. It's yep. like yep. Michael Jordan game six of, of the finals peak performance. But what leads up to peak performance? Is it just mindset? Is it just how well rested you are? Is it your capacity to take on challenges? It's a variety of things that make up what's called peak performance because a lot of people are sometimes burnt out by the time they get to finals and when they're playing that they, they still end up pulling through. So is it perseverance that we need to start thinking about as well? That's an element of peak performance. I think what we need to, you know, discuss today and and sort of break apart cash is the idea or the the societal um, you know the societal interpretation of peak performance, mm. and then and then break it like down that. into what we do um, mm. on a daily basis where peak performance might be in certain different aspects of our lives. So you're, for example, um, recently a new father. That's it. And peak performance, being a father, might not be peak performance by being a race car driver. <laughs> no. Right, no, so there's, right. there's different elements, right? Different things come into, it. and then being the peak performing father might not be allowing you to be the peak performing something else because yeah. maybe sleep schedules are different, maybe routines are different. Mm. Mm. So, so maybe elaborate a little bit on where do you think peak performance is something that can effectively be measured in an, in an average person's life? I think um, for me personally, um, and I've got a book here, um, High Performance Habits, and I've read it a few times, um, and. The beautiful thing about nice. books, the beautiful thing about books is we all read them, um, all of us, and we call it mental masturbation, right? Um, and including me, guilty of it. Um, and we follow through for a bit and we fall off. And peak performance usually is where attention goes and what's a priority for you, right? But even in those senses, I think you had a very good point is I don't think everyone can be at peak performance in every angle of their life. I struggle with it myself. Um, You ebb and flow, but what is super, super important is training every day for it. Mm. 
And what I mean by training every day for it, like in business, you always say, hey, like today, if we need to get to X results, we couldn't have started yesterday. We should have started a quarter ago. Right. Right. So if we want to get X results for someone, same thing with investing. When we tell someone it's like, hey, don't look at someone's last chapter. Don't look at go, oh my God, you've got $250,000 in passive income and you're so lucky and oh, your house is debt free and you get so much back in tax. But look at the times when this person was in two properties and the builder went bust or their mortgage repayments went up while their investment property is still being constructed. And that is when you got to really tap into peak performance. Mm-hmm. And I feel peak performance is a state of mind. Right. I truly believe it is a state of mind and being able to consistently see something through, irrespecting of the reality, not matching up to what you hoped it would be. And drawing another really interesting line from what you just mentioned is a state of mind, right? And, and, and peak performance itself is the consistency. That word consistency is so important because let's say you, uh, you're just a white collar professional and you, you've got spreadsheets to report on, you've got a presentation to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is your performance peak performance if you only did well on the day of the presentation? You can't pull through if you did not put in the hard yards leading up to that. In fact, so much more to the point where if your preparation was good enough, uh, you know, proper preparation prevents poor performance is what's commonly said in this space. Imagine on the day of the performance, you were, you were only about 50%, but your preparation was 100%. Could that still be looked at as peak performance in, in the grand scheme of things? 100%. It's, okay, I'll give you a very good example. And mm-hmm. I, I'll actually put um, Sean here. So there was a time, I think very recently, where I had to host a webinar and then the baby came. Mm. Right? And, Sean right. had, and Sean had to jump in and do a webinar. That do you remember I, that, Producer Ryan? That I had to do, right? Right. So I had to do that webinar and Sean, it's not that Sean can't do a webinar, can't do it. When you prepare your own presentation and you go through a presentation, you know what you're going to present and you're in that state of mind. But because on a daily, daily basis, you are helping hundreds and hundreds of investors doing what they want to do, even though that came last minute and you might have not been 100% prepared as you would have in your peak performance, because there's this consistency of you being in the industry, serving people, helping people, figuring out what are their obstacles and helping them overcome it, even at short notice, you had 100% preparation because what you do for a living and how well you do it, and you had 10 seconds to execute. And even Mm -hmm. if your execution was 30%, would have been far better off than someone who's not been doing the daily work, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So what yeah. you're saying is absolutely right. So you can be training every single day, every single day, and there's that one moment where yeah. even if you're not fully prepared because you've been doing it every single day, you perform. Yeah. And another thing about peak performance is I think anticipation. So when you look at anticipation, that day I had not anticipated uh, having to, to jump in for the, the crisis call. Yes. Although that day, uh, as the day progressed, you know, from, from morning till mid-morning afternoon, that's when anticipation came in. And I said, okay, most likely this is what's going to happen. But where, where I feel now looking at some traits of good peak performers, what I have noticed is that they are intuitively good at anticipation. And now let's look at scenarios where we, we like cricket, right? We know a champion batsman's on his last over and he need, needs to win, win, win the whole match. Mm-hmm. Anticipation and, um, and, and, and that, that natural intuitiveness 
of where that delivery is coming plays a huge part. But how you get to that level of peak performance anticipation is by being in the nets, in the zone, in the game, hundreds and hundreds of times. thousand times before that intuition kicked in. And it's almost like we keep talking about Michael Jordan on this podcast, right? Uh, it was like even even in that, that game six sequence where he he went to steal the ball from, from Malone at the post. In that moment, he anticipated knowing that they always run that play. Mm. So I'm going to be there at the right, right time. time. And if you're there at the right time, you can anticipate this in business. You can anticipate things like going... Okay, hang on a minute. Um, I, I know I'm about to win this prospect, but there's something that that he really wants from me that I haven't given him yet. Mm. So start giving it to him up front in anticipation. Mm. So it applies not only to sports; it applies to business. It applies to life. So let's say you know you're a parent out there, mm. and you know so your your kids aren't you know dancing to your tune as as once they used to. Maybe they're not being heard enough. If you keep trying the same approach all the time, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So so you have to anticipate Dude, going. Forget adult kids. So. Yeah. My son has just, it's four weeks today. Oh, wow. Right? So four weeks today. And when you get when you have a newborn baby, it's like, it's, everything is new. Now, even before he wakes up, exactly now, now he'll want to be fed. Mm-hmm. This is how he's feeling. His pattern of what, so instead of we waking up to him crying and saying, oh my God, rushing to like, oh, we've got to feed him. We've got to change the nappy. What, what do I do here? To... We have everything ready before it happens. So automatically right. now, like last night, I was up at 2.45 because he normally wakes up 3, 3.15. I had a towel out, the diver's out, whatever. I knew he was going to wake up. My missus woke up automatically to feed. And there was no crying. Zero crying last night. Wow. Zero, right? And there have been a couple of nights like that. And this is anticipation. Out yep. of experience because so, I have out of stayed up at though. night going, what's wrong? <laughs> what can I do to fix this? You know? And... That is, that is absolutely right. Absolutely right. Now, I'll tell you what comes in the way of peak performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where people go wrong, uh, and I'm speaking from personal experience, is when people try and attempt something, they half-ass it or don't attempt it at all because they're worried what people will think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give you a personal example. We'll talk about the fitness journey. So from the age of, I think, 17 till about 23, mm-hmm you couldn't get me out of the gym. I would just train day in and day out, day in and day out, right? And then work started and this started and stopped going to the gym and so on and so forth. Almost for four years, five years, there was a struggle because going to the gym and having to stop from push-ups from scratch and having to do everything from scratch and you don't feel as fit as you used to, you know, starts, it becomes difficult. Mm. Your ego can't handle it. You're pushing back. You're like, oh no, I'll... I'll take another meeting. You're doing well in other aspects of life, but you start to Mm -hmm. move away from it. You start to not attempt it a hundred percent. And I feel if you want peak performance out of anything, any, anything personal, professional stuff, what people think don't compare yourself to someone else and what they're doing and just do what you need to do and do it consistently. And if it's important to you, you will do it. So mm-hmm. when people come up with excuses, even with investment, right? So I was speaking to someone the other day and they were like, you know, I don't think this is the best time for me personally. And I go, okay, let's, let's break this down. I'm like, is this important to you? And they go, yeah, it's been very important to me. I'm like, how long can you remember this being important to you? And they go, from as long as I can remember, the day we bought our house, 
the next thing I want to do is buy an investment property. I'm like, okay. And why was that? And so we went through it, right? Long story short. And he goes, but right now I've just changed jobs. I finally have the income. So I have the borrowing, but I'm so busy in projects and so on and so forth that I can't do it. I'm like, okay. So now imagine, imagine that this job disappears, the project disappears, the busyness disappears, the money disappears and you can't do anything. Mm. Wouldn't it be the smartest to work out how you can do the investing thing, as he called it. Mm. It's not a thing. But anyway, now when you are at your busiest, yeah. right? So that when thing, life things will happen, right? So imagine it was an easy time when you start investing now and you get busy, what you're going to suddenly, what, like just stop worrying about your tenant, not pay your council rates. Mm-hmm. Like anything you want to do, you got to do it now. Yeah. And do it consistently. And acknowledge the fact that you're not going to be a peak performance every single time. And if you put your hand up and be like, dude, you know what? I've not been at peak performance. That's step one. Yep. And step two, clarity on what I got to do to get there. And, and another thing that you mentioned as well is um, the, the fact that it is a consistent approach over time. Uh, we, can, we can define peak performance itself where when you understand the blockages to peak performance, mm. we're looking at certain things like um, that, that doubt or the fear of not being able to succeed being a blocker on peak performance, right? In terms of actual physical attributions that can block peak performance as well as bad choices. And the reason I say bad choices is if you're too tired on a day where you know you need the energy to do a four-hour marathon or a four-hour presentation or a four-hour workshop, you should have left. Why the pub were early. we tired? Why were we tired? <laughs> well, you should have left that pub early that night before. Yeah. You yeah. should have decided to turn into bed. So a lot of people that, that struggle to wake up early in the morning is because they struggle to put themselves to bed early enough mm. the night before. Mm. Mm. So I think the choices that you make from a physical level can affect peak performance, but I think that's peak- a very good point. Choices, yeah, your personal choices, and yeah. and peak performance over a a defined period of time will look like peak performance, even if the individual games getting there to, to that, that eventual end goal weren't of peak quality. And peak quality is, peak is, is, is technically the ultimate. You know, what is the highest mountain peak in the world? What is the highest bicep peak in the Olympia? Um, the whole goal about us defining peak performance specifically is that, yes, it is this unattainable vision of what is the greatest ever thing that it could that's be. That's amazing, isn't it? Because you keep going and keep getting better and better. You keep getting better and there's always something to aspire to. There is always something to aim towards being a peak performer in your industry. And and what 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 people look back after careers that have surpassed is they look back and say, this person was a peak performer because of the elements, the elements that were consistency, mm. the elements that were producing despite adversity, for example, right? So uh, there's so many countless stories of people that have had children, but on, on the night of them having children, they're like at, at some, some event where their wives know how much it means to them, for example, where they won't even tell the partner that they're, they're having a kid so they can go and play in that finals or they can bring that cup home. You hear strange stories of, oh, of adversity they've been, they've been, all the time. I think it was Virat Kohli in cricket. Yeah, right. Where his father passed away, he heard the news, and he hit it, instead of running off the field where – the captain's like, dude, if you got to go, you go. Your father passed away. Yeah, I think he hit a century, and he dedicated to his dad, and then he left. And, He's like, and 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 for a viewer, that is nothing short of peak performance. That is, that is. Although you don't need those instances to prove you're you're a peak performer as well. Those 100%. are the the uh, the one offs. I think I think look to really really summarize peak performance for me 
Um, and there's a really good book. Um, I'm sure, Sean, you would have read this as well. I haven't um, had the Audible version of it. Audible version. I, I think Audible is the best, like Audible, Apple, whatever. Like an audio version of a book. I'm not going to say Audible unless Amazon pays me. <laughs> well, we can't uh, say Spotify though because they do promote our podcast. Oh, yes. Spotify, listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they've got it on Spotify, but is, and I'll just do six key habits that this book talks about, Great. which I think is a really good way for someone to see clarity. Right, so be very clear on what you're trying to be peak performance at. Generate energy, so build up significant reserves of energy that you can maintain effort and focus. Right, so again, like you spoke about athletes, mm-hmm. if you're not a pro athlete and you've never been, and you suddenly wake up and be like, you know what, I'm gonna go att- attempt a triathlon, and you've never even walked ten meters in your life, or swam, or sat in a <laughs> in a pond, um, dude, you're ignorant you are going to get your ass handed to you, pardon my French, but you are, right? So generate energy and focus, but be very, very clear in what you can physically do, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're trying to run 5Ks, start with walking 50 meters every day. Yep. And make it 100 and 200. You don't need to start with 5Ks. And that's what happens when people do too much in a very little period of time. They burn out and be like, oh, this doesn't work, right? Raise necessity, right? Why is it important to you? There will be things that will come up that is, again, you said this so well, peak performance are able to preempt and predict what is going to happen. We know that, okay, as soon as you start um, your new job or you start a new diet, someone's birthday party or a big night out, it's gonna, it is going to happen. It is going to be a choice of what you're going to do then, right? Increase productivity. Like what are you doing to do stuff that actually means things, right? So if you can... If you're going to be there and say, you know, I got to wake up at 4 a.m. and then go for a walk. And that's a big barrier for you. Walk at lunchtime. Giving an example, right? Doesn't matter when you do it. You don't have to follow someone's 5 a.m. club. Do what works for you, right? And demonstrate courage. Like follow through no matter what. Absolutely follow through. Mm -hmm. And I really, really good. This book doesn't talk about it. But um, the two-day rule that I've followed, which I'm... To be honest, in the ni- last nine months, have been pretty bad, but it's been the two-day rule. So if I've decided to do something uh, and I don't do it one day, mm-hmm. the second day I must do it. Right. That's a pretty cool thing. So you're giving yourself leeway, but you're giving yourself the deadline. It's not only like die. I fell off the wagon of doing something, right? Like I decided that, okay, I'm going to do five meetings today. Right. And, and I'm going to do these and say one day I just slack off or I'm tired or I had a big night, whatever it was, right? Or I'm going to go for a walk every day and I didn't go one day. I'm not going to be like, oh, Tuesday, I didn't go for a walk. Stuff it, I'll start next Monday. I go, no, no, no. Tuesday's gone. Doesn't matter. I got to kick. I can't give more than a two-day gap. Got it. No matter what like it a, is. It's like a little momentum trick to get yourself back on a consistency. 100%. Right? And then even with investors. So say, for example, um, I'm very bad at getting loan do- like documents for loans. Like For me to find property is very exciting. Going through the numbers is very exciting. Doing everything. Signing of contracts um having solicitors meetings and loan documents personally super painful oh can you send me this pay slip oh like i slack there and i know that i'm very aware personally when i'm buying a property right and that's the most important part everything else is rubbish right and and so i'm very aware that this is where i'm going to slack off that is when i pull my socks up and i go if if sean has asked me for papers or my broker has asked me for some pay slip that must happen today. So I'm very conscious personally of those are the parts where I slack off. 
I'm like, oh, this is effort. Now I need to go into zero login and find my my business activity statement. I need to ring up my accountant and get my tax returns. Mm-hmm. And I need like right now, I almost do my I do my taxes almost close to October, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm aware that these are places. And as an investor, if you're someone who and bringing it back, like if this is something important to you, being a peak performer as an investor is not nitpicking about $5 more or less, but being consistent. So if you've got savings targets, you're work, working with your property investment strategist, like you're working with Sean and Sean goes, hey, listen, for your next property, you've got to be saving $1,000 extra a month and you can do it. Mm-hmm. There can't be an excuse of, oh, you know what? I had to go buy the Samsung TV. Then it wasn't important to you. It was just something you said. Correct. You know, if the broker says to you, hey, listen, we need, we are in a contract, we need this, this, and this, and bill deposits need to be paid, we get the documents there, right? We don't waste time. Speed is everything. And be very honest with yourself and be like, hey, when these sort of things come up, I slack and pull yourself up there. I personally, I, I because I pull myself, I'm like, dude, these are moments in investing. I'm sure there'll be parts for you. Like, you know, if I told you, like, I don't know how you feel about property interviewing three property managers, mm. you know, stuff like that for me, which is very important. I'm not saying it's not important, but I'll be like, oh, I've already bought the property, I paid for it, stuff it. You'll do a good enough job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. You, know you, I mean? you need to figure out where where's your time input going to actually be valuable to your outcome. So that, that's an element of peak performance too. So if you're a person who's earning um, $1,000 an hour and you're breaking your head over a $25 an hour problem, you're an idiot. Learn what to do in that scenario. You know, no, pass it on. I think, were you talking about that example? Um, the cost of not doing anything? So forget the capital growth and stuff like that. It was just, even people say, I want to invest and I want to do this and I want to do that. And every week, I can't, yeah, I can't remember right. the dollar amount they're losing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. When you, when you're not gaining, they're going backwards. Yeah. $600,000 property, you're losing almost a thousand bucks a week. Yeah. 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 Something like that. So every time you say, oh, I'll do it next Monday, $1,000 gone. $1,000 gone. Disappeared. It's crazy. That's our two cents on peak performance. I really hope that gave you some insights. Um, I think peak performance is very important um, for self-worth. It makes you feel like you're doing something worthwhile. And it's okay. You can't be peak performing at everything, but pick three things. Like if you're a parent, be a great parent. And if you work a job or run a business, be good at that. And if fitness is your thing, do that. And if you're traveling, travel like a boss. So whatever it is, peak performance should be there. Yep. Now, before we wrap up, I reckon we should do a rapid robins. Let's do a rapid robin. Ladies and gentlemen, what was your most favorite meal you've had all week? Favorite meal I've had all week. We're going to get an answer from producer Ryan here too, so think about it. Mm, my mom's here and my, my parents are from Kashmir. So my mom makes this mutton drogan josh. Authentic. <laughs> oh, not, what you wow. get, not what you get at the dodgy restaurant. <laughs> um, the lamb rogan josh. Oh, it was to die oh, Was it like a reddish, a proper reddish style? or Bro, it was it was nuts. Before, before she leaves, I'll get her to make some and I'll bring some to the office. Okay. Really, really good. Now we're talking. <laughs> it was oh, very good, I must admit. It was Done. fantastic. What yeah, about you? Awesome. For me, it was a uh, a good old Wagyu rump, Oof. which was had um, on the way to coming here. Really? Yeah, yeah. Where the one outside the office or the the this is what, Riverside, Riverside, yeah, Riverside, Riverside barrels. Yeah, mm. I don't want to shout them out unless we uh, <laughs> properly yeah, yeah, get them on on the air. Yeah, yeah. And producer Ryan, what was your favorite meal you've had? Mm. Lamb shanks. So I'm seeing a theme here. Red meat's the theme, right? Red meat's the theme for you all you lamb, vegetarians out lamb, there. Lamb shanks. Nice. Pretty strong. Right? I apologize to all you and vegetarians. And was that at the local down the road? 
Yeah, yeah. See the local, the, 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 yeah, our local the, in the club. <laughs> <laughs> That's a favorite place. Uh, nice. That is very good, ladies and gentlemen. There's been another episode of Friday Night Live. Thank you for supporting us. We were top fifty in Spotify. Hopefully, we get back there, or we're still there. Don't know. Um, until next time. <laughs>